Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast, and this is episode 50. We turned 50 years old. I mean, 50 (laughs) episodes old. (laughs) This one is titled, Why Straight Men Should Take It Up the Ass with Dave Buddha. So we're going to be doing anal in this episode. I hope everybody has done their enema. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and make sure that wherever you are while listening, maybe you can be in a private space because it's definitely going to be steamy. Oh, yes. You know, one of the reasons, well, there's two reasons really why we wanted to do this episode. One is because our guest wrote an amazing article on it that we found very funny and we thought it would be a great episode. But two, we also have another episode called um, A Beginner's Guide to Couples Prostate Massage. And believe it or not, out of uh, all the episodes we've released thus far, it's actually our number one episode. We have more downloads of that than any other episode, which really surprised me. So we thought it would be great to continue on, do a little follow-up on that subject, because there's obviously people want to know about this stuff. <laughs> there's a whole group of people that want to know about that stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you listening here, if you're wondering who that voice is, this is the famous Dave Buddha. He's a writer, musician, and social entrepreneur. He started the Better Brother Foundation. He is the co-founder of Intimacy Fest and writes weekly essays for Buddhism.com, a popular blog about relationships, creativity, and self-expression. He also moonlights as his alter ego, Buddhananda, a spiritually satirical curtain singer who travels the world performing high vibrational music for enlightened audiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have a guest for the beginner prostate episode? Or was that just you two talking? Or? That was that just was us. us. Yeah, that's great. I mm-hmm. love that. It is a it's a great topic, and I'm also not an expert in that for sure. <laughs> uh, in a way, the only thing that I not only thing, but the main thing that I think I bring that helps people when I talk about that is that I'm a pretty normal guy, and that's you why know? you're here, and Dave. Well, it's like, it's like, cause people see, you know, if I, if I was, if I, if I was a gay man with like, you know, who is like flamboyantly feminine or something, straight men would, and I said, Hey guys, taking it up the ass is great. And here's why, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I think straight men would look at that and be like, yeah, but that's great for him. That's not great for me. But I'm like, I'm a normal dude. I was in the Navy. I've just, you know, whatever. And so. Uh, I think that's really powerful for guys mm-hmm. because I want a role model that you don't have to be weird to like explore your sexuality or understand the nuances of patriarchy and how that's not great for everybody and lo- you know stuff like that. So. Absolutely. In fact, we we did an episode called uh, "Your Neighbors Are Kinkier Than You Think," and that was the same goal. There was to bring just a regular person and someone that could be your just total next door neighbor and show just how fucking kinky her sex life was mm-hmm. <laughs> to Absolutely. give people permission so that they realize. So. Before we go too far, we want to take at least a minute to talk about what we mean by taking in the ass, because that could actually mean more than one thing, because there are different types of anal play. And so there's probably some straight guys who are listening going, I ain't taking no dick in the ass, you know, like there's, there's somebody is thinking that as they're <laughs> listening to this, right? So we wanted to, to talk about how there are many different ways you could potentially take it in the ass. Yeah, so of course um, there is anal fingering, so it's definitely less threatening than a big giant cock, a little finger up the ass, which can feel really good. (laughs) 
Um, you may have heard of anilingus or tossing the salad, of course. <laughs> <laughs> or rim job. That's another one. <laughs> uh, granted, you don't really go in, well, unless you're really, really kinky and adventurous. Uh, so that's more licking around the anus or maybe the entrance of it. Uh, begging is another one. So it's a woman who is going to put on a strap on and fuck a guy in the ass. So you can choose the size of it, of course. Go smaller, bigger, different colors for any fantasies that you want to fulfill. And then, of course, anal play also includes uh, prostate massage, um, which can be done manually or with special massages as well. And then there's also all the realms of toys when it comes to anal beads and... Yeah, dildos of any shapes. So you see, there are many options. There many, are many options. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now I'm like, which one did you do, Dave? <laughs> I've, I've done a few of those. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I also, I also rec- I love, this, there's a guy named Charlie Glickman who's a friend of mine, and mm-hmm. I recommend his book a lot to people who want to go deeper into this um, I'm going to make a lot of puns tonight. So, just want you to know so they're all intended. They're all intended. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, I, I know for me, it's I'm actually more excited by the exploration and the self-awareness and the other things that come with exploring your body in that way than I mm-hmm. than I am the pleasure in it. The pleasure is great. Mm-hmm. Um, like I personally, well, it, when I was with Paola in a long-term relationship, like we would do that a little more. Now that I'm single and sleeping with lots of people, but not like super consistently, I don't play, I don't play with my prostate as much, mm-hmm. you know, it, and it's not, it, so it's more just like, I really like, for, here's a good example. And this was in the article, but you know, I feel like what probably the biggest thing that has helped me is it's, it's made me a better lover mm-hmm. because straight men and some gay men, cause not every gay man does anal sex. So mm-hmm. like a, that's actually true. a percentage of gay men who just, you know, don't want to do that. And that's fine. Um, but you know, for me, it's like understanding what it's like to be penetrated mm-hmm. is a whole different experience than being a penetrator. Mm-hmm. And so working with that helped me understand people's needs around what they need before penetration happens mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't just theoretical. I'm not just like looking at my watch, be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just let me know when you're ready. Like I kind of get that there's you know, and then I also got that the same movement, the same thing could be painful or it could feel great mm-hmm. or anything in between. You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and that is not an experience. No man, at least from what I understand, or maybe that doesn't have like actual problems that you need to see a doctor about, uh, has ever penetrated something with his penis and been like, and like actually that hurt. That's not, it's just either like feels great or like, meh. <laughs> you know, and it, it's funny because um, uh, I saw this. Uh, I saw this on a, a fridge. It was a little fridge magnet once, and it said, uh, "Sex is like pizza, even when it's not so great, it's great," or something like that. Right. And I was like, "That's a man bought that. Like he wrote that. <laughs> Obviously, like, that's that's classic." You know, mm-hmm. um, and so to get that that there is this other world, I just feel like it's made me such a better lover, and that's something I really care about. 
Um, totally. I love my own pleasure too, but that's well, great. So this is a great segue because the next thing that we wanted to talk about was, you know, okay, so now people understand what are the different ways that they could potentially have anal play or anal sex. But some people are probably thinking, well, why would I want to do that? So in your article, you gave five reasons. You just covered one of them, which is it makes you a better lover because it taught you what the other person that you're normally penetrating is experiencing. And so then you learn, oh, okay, they need this or they need that. And it made you more uh, receptive to what the other half of the sexual encounter may be feeling. Hey, so I'm curious now, Kevin, how about you? What did that teach you? (laughs) You're on the spotlight. How was it the first time you got some anal play for you? Uh, It was great. It was fun. I've experimented different ways over the years with it. It's not my go-to thing. Like, it's a kind of like every once in a while might be fun. We do our monthly um, maintenance for you prostate. Well, <laughs> you, yes. So you do good. you do prostate yeah. massage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which is... because But that's more... When you do that, it's usually... it's There's pleasure involved. Not to say that it's not pleasurable. But the goal of it isn't specifically pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's slightly different than like, okay, we're going to have sex now. And that's like, oh, let's do some sort of anal play where the goal is very specifically pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... <clears throat> Um, yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I did start the article with some stats, some really staggering stats on prostate cancer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a million reasons to do this. I mean, not, you know, but this this was really an experience that I had with my dad where it, it felt like every year he would tell me about a friend of his that was getting prostate cancer. And mm-hmm. my dad is in his late 60s. Probably you have parents same age about. And it... Like even without looking up stats, it was that's some anecdotal evidence to be like, huh? Like older men are getting prostate cancer, and then you hear about okay, because you know doctors are screening for it, and it's a serious thing, and and it's you know certainly curable. Most people that get prostate cancer are not dying from it, but that's something you'd like to avoid. You Mm -hmm. know, cancer. Absolutely. And and it's you know it's it's a bit of it's a bit holistic, and and there hasn't been you know a lot of medical tests, so this is not. There's no, you know, I, this is not me giving out medical advice or saying anything that, that I would back up with science. But, you know, in, in my experience, like, you know, that, like when I, f- the first time I did that, I, I, I felt something, I felt a release, I felt something shift. And I, I just got to feel like there, it, you know, and again, I'm not super wooey, you know, we, okay, we hold emotions in certain parts of our bodies, whatever, you don't have to believe that, I don't care. But it's like, giving love to that part of your body mm-hmm. cannot be a bad thing. So, mm-hmm. and this is, Celine, this is a place where you're actually more of an expert because you've studied this quite a bit and it is something that you do with clients. And so um, you could speak much better to the actual benefits as far as, um, you know, prostate cancer and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to second... Dave, on that, that there's no like super backed up science about it. Uh, however, um, you know, at, at this point, I've have given over a thousand prostate massages. Um, so I've seen it all. And I've worked with a lot of people that experienced uh, prostatitis, pain. Um, and then just by doing a regular massage, they were able to get off their pain medication, um, where it helped with the swelling, where it's, it reduced it. So we definitely see benefits. The other thing too, exactly like what Dave was mentioning, is really that, so what's interesting is I'm a woman and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this on a man. And so I'm becoming the penetrator and the man receiving is the one who gets to experience that other side. And it's definitely a really wonderful 
dynamic that can happen and it's very healing. It's healing for the women to be able to be in that first like power. I'm putting air quotes for that mm-hmm. position. But the responsibility also, of that is Also that, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and then also it's healing for the guy who gets to open up and receive. And I think like in order to heal between the, the masculine and feminine, the woman needs to be very honoring of the man because she knows what it's like to be penetrated without being asked or going too fast. So she can teach the guy by how she's doing this or approaching anal play. So, yeah. 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 So, so our sort of number one of five reasons is it makes you a better lover. And so what you're saying is it doesn't just make the man a better lover because he's learning how to receive. It's actually making the woman a better lover also because she's learning how to give and the responsibility that comes. Yeah. And whether she's using fingers or a dildo, or, it's not right. you know, really yeah. anything. The yeah. first time I used a strap on, I had so much more compassion for guys. Man, was it hard to find the hole. I was like, how did I do it? It's a lot of work too. It's tiring. Uh-huh. Oh my God, my arm my abs I was like how do they do that for hours yeah. high five guys testosterone how do you hold yourself up for so long <laughs> yeah. lots of yeah. push ups <laughs> lots of plank position <laughs> so okay so we have we have uh, become a better lover uh, helps prevent prostate cancer another one on the list is it's actually known as the male G-spot mm-hmm yeah, I mean, and that, I I checked that out with Charlie Glickman before I wrote it. I mm-hmm. said, you know, it is is making a real like direct correlation to that. Is that is that accurate? And he said, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed too that you know most men who would identify as being good at sex or or interested in that have probably explored the variations of female orgasm that we've identified and and. I don't even, this kind of gets nerdy and weird, but like, you know, people will say, okay, there's a clitoral orgasm, there's a G-spot orgasm, some people say there's a cervical orgasm, some people say there's a million different kinds of orgasms and whatever, but the point is that men understand that a, you a women could have a G-spot orgasm versus a clitoral orgasm or both, and that there's differences. Mm-hmm. And men are, we're all obsessed about that. We're like, I gave my girlfriend a squirting G-spot orgasm, yay, I'm awesome. We, we get mm-hmm. so into that, you know, and... So I think like for that guy to understand that he has the same machinery in his body and if it would be worth it for <clears throat> his girlfriend to, or whoever to explore the G-spot orgasm for the same reasons he would want to explore his own prostate because mm-hmm. it really it it operates and again that's that's all, that's also really cool because if what if you're a man and want to be good at giving women G-spot orgasms, like air quotes, because again, I don't think these, like, I think that that goal is not always a great goal. Some guys take it and, you know, but <laughs> but it's like, you could, understanding your G-spot and understanding it from the inside, like understanding mm-hmm. how that all works, you know, the amount, like, like when, it's such a, it's such a hit or miss thing. And, and also understanding the similarities between the penis and the clitoris too, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and actually biologically, and, and I'm, I'm not going to be totally accurate here because I'm not a scientist, but, you know, biologically that is like the same tissue. It's the same mm-hmm. mucous membrane, same different stuff that... Based on the hormones right? present, one develops into a clitoris and one develops right. into and a Right, but it's like literally the, the same thing. And, mm-hmm. and also, and again, I'm, I may be a little outside my league here, but when... Uh, trans folks are doing uh, bottom surgeries. They they use the same tissues. Like mm-hmm. you can do that, and so you know, and also that that what, what that opens up too is understanding that women can also operate sexually like men too. It's mm-hmm. not just that they are 
okay, I need to take an hour to warm up. Like, two, they also have a, a way uh, a way of experiencing a more kind of quick and dirty sex, too, which is something that maybe traditionally we just think women are a certain way and men are a certain way. And it's like, well, we're actually both really varied in ways that are kind of more exciting. And you can experience that all in yourself. You don't need, you know, like, we can we actually have all those experiences. And when we go through them, where that's the ultimate experience, not reading about them in a book or <laughs> hearing about them from people. Totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think I want to address one of the biggest fears we're talking about this. Oh, um, you're going to go for that one? Yes. I was going to save it for the number five, but go for it. Every time I introduce prostate massage to a man or my clients, I think the biggest concern, maybe after the hygiene or is that dirty or poop is... Does that make me gay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's the elephant in the corner of the room. (laughs) Does it make me gay? (laughs) Uh And it's like, no, it doesn't make you gay that you like your girlfriend to do anal stuff to you or even, you know, or yourself, you know. Um, And just liking anal just makes you somebody who likes anal. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I used the analogy in 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 the thing I said, liking frisbee doesn't make you a dog it's not <laughs> like it's it's not how that works <laughs> you know like yes dogs like frisbees and again not all gay men like anal sex either uh-huh. it's like you know that's that's something that most straight men don't understand but that's yeah and and there's not like a button no. it's like a gay button it's like <laughs> doop, you know yeah. and and here's the other thing if for whatever reason that experience has you want to sleep with men more? Woo-hoo. Then good. Exactly. <laughs> Go for the cares? experience. Like, like, I mean, again, that's not, not how that works. But at the same time, like, if for whatever reason mm-hmm. you become open to other people sexually, yeah, sure, it's just, there's culture and homophobia and shame and everything. But like, that's also kind of cool. Now you can sleep with more people you like and <laughs> you can have a more exciting sex life. Like, that's not a bad thing, you know? That's so. true. Oh, and you hit on number five on mm-hmm. the list, too, which is it makes sex more interesting. Yeah. Gives you more options. It really does. And potentially more people. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's within your agreements, people remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I find that, you know... For many years, I, I felt like a band with a, with a one-hit wonder. You know, I was doing the Ravisher guy. You know, that was sex. It was like, all right, here we go. And then I do the Ravisher thing, and I get all sorts of credit, and yay, look at me, I'm great. And, and that just got really old after a while. Like, I could still do that. Um, and, but what's really exciting is to actually have more dynamic, like, give and take, back and forth, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the ability to to receive penetration really adds so many flavors to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, I've had I've had a lot of I've actually converted I I've converted a handful of guys that I know of like, oh. that have like that have like emailed me and said like oh my my wife and I do this now it's so cool like it's really fun because that article. Uh, is it gone viral a few times and then also like Google picks it up because anytime uh-huh. anybody searches for like ass fucking it shows up. Or <laughs> yes, in case you're looking for it, it's on Dave's um, uh, Dave's side and it's five awesome fucking reasons straight men should take it up the ass. Um, so you can find it there. We'll put the link in the comments in the show yeah. notes. Okay, so, you know, uh, that's some of the basics about it, the different types, why you might want to do it, you know, some cool reasons and stuff. But what's going to make this episode really fucking awesome Ooh. is probing you, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, yes, <laughs> with some deep questions <laughs> about hoping. your own personal experience with anal. Yes. 
All right. When was the first time you had anal play and what type of play was that? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. Oh, uh, I love the sound of that, that already. Uh, <laughs> Give it to actually, me. Actually, the first, the first time I played with that was with the girlfriend. Uh, this was about like eight, nine years ago. And she was playing with a double-sided dildo. Mm. And, and she said, hey, do you want to try this? And we actually, we didn't have like the kind of sex education I had now. Like it was great and fun, but like we didn't, we were kind of just like, hey, let's try this. And I was like, okay. And uh, I remember like the experience of it, there was like a taboo-ness to it. Mm -hmm. There was a transgressiveness to it that ended up being a real turn on for me. Um, but it didn't feel like a lot of pleasure in that part of my body. Like it wasn't like I was, I didn't get that. And there was also at the time, she wasn't also stimulating my cock too, which is also a really nice way to, as you know, to, to, it, to, yeah. like, to, to, to balance out. And and it's also, you know, that, that, so my experience now is if I'm wanting to like reach a big orgasm and do a G-spot orgasm with that, you know, by combining cock stimulation and prostate stimulation, it, it does this cool thing where it almost kind of like kind of like scrambles your brain a little bit because it's a mix of pain and pleasure, but then there's like this like constant like breaking through to more pleasure and like more and you kind of like it's like you're breaking through to deeper parts of yourself. And those parts sometimes there's pleasure, sometimes there's like emotions, sometimes there's sadness, sometimes like it's like you mm -hmm. never know where you're going with that. It's <laughs> hey, really cool. Sounds just like me. <laughs> right? It's like it is, right? It's I like mean, the and then, same when we're being penetrated, it's like sometimes there's anger or sadness or there's pain. You're like, why does it hurt right now when it was okay totally. five minutes ago? Right. And and that's if men are all if men all, if the only experience men have is being the penetrator, mm -hmm. like that just seems like batshit crazy to us. Because mm -hmm. we're like, what? That's nothing like our experience. Mm -hmm. But to actually go through and experience some of that, like my you know, I mean, my, my top 10 orgasms have all been including, you know, prostate play for some reason. It's just because it's, it's like this really rich, deeper experience, you mm -hmm. know? I, I use the analogy in the, in the article about, uh, it's like one is like a regular cock orgasms, like a Ferrari. It's like standing, it's like standing on the side of the road and, and like a Ferrari whizzes by, you know, at like 80 miles an hour. You're like, wow, all right, that was, ooh. And then the other one's like a Mack truck, like comes in, it's like, it's like, and you're like, whoa, like it's, it's just crazy, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so my first experience was double-sided dildo maybe like eight, nine years ago. Um, and then I actually got uh, like a four-part series of a prostate massage from a friend of ours that, that does that. And mm -hmm. so that was, I was in a men's group at the time. And then, so they sort of recommended it based on stuff we were talking about. And I was like, sure, I'll go check it out. And, and I did that. And that, that was beautiful. And, and she did a really nice job of like easing into it and, and all that. And so, and then after that, I was with a partner for four years and, and we would explore that. And, and then since then, different people and it's been great. And so the, the, the pegging for me, like I'm not someone who can, like I just don't have like, a ton of, I don't have like, you know, an experience, but like, I mean, some guys can just get like pounded by like women with dildos or men with cocks mm -hmm. or whatever. Like I'm, I'm, that's, my experience is pretty gentle compared <laughs> to what most people can handle. Like I don't, I'm not like a pro in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, our friend Reed, I've seen him at, at play parties. One of the things he'll say to women that are about to peg him, cause he's just a nerdy, great guy like this. He's, he's like, oh, so if you end up pegging other guys, know that 
I can take a lot. And don't like, don't go like, don't, don't go assume. crazy like yeah. this mm-hmm. on them, right? Because mm-hmm. it can, totally. you know, that's one of the things, one of the pitfalls is like, oh, here we go. Like, I can just fuck you like you fuck me. Like, well, I don't know about that, you know? So, yeah. So I, I remember the first time that, that I had any uh, anal play, which was I was having sex with my girlfriend at the time, and she just reached around and like kind of stuck her finger a little bit in my ass. And I remember, she didn't ask her anything. She was just trying to, I remember going, oh, that's unexpected, but it's kind of cool. All right, I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in my particular case, that? oh, I was probably, probably about 18 or 19, I would say. Okay, nice. um, so it's been a while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if it was 18, a little bit longer than that. But <laughs> I tried to make you look younger, oh, Kevin. Oh, thank you. Just shaving a couple years <laughs> off there. <laughs> um, but so the reason I was kind of saying that is because like, I didn't necessarily make a conscious choice in that moment mm-hmm. to choose, hey, let's go ahead and do that. Sure. Um, so what I was curious about is with, you know, like what inspired you? Like, did you make a conscious choice? Like, hey, this is something I want to explain or is it just something that sort of happened? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, initially, yeah, that was just the girlfriend's idea. She was like, let's do this. And I was like, mm. okay. Uh, and then the other one was that men's group recommendation. Mm-hmm. I did the mm-hmm. kind of series. Um, I think it was hearing, you know, actually, I remember this, this there, was, there was, I remember one, this was like around the time that the first experience happened, like we were hanging out in like Mission Beach and there was one guy that was just talking about how much he loved anal beads and he just seemed like a normal dude and he was so confident in it. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what I'm trying to bring in a sense to right. people. Mm-hmm. Like that's the gift I'm trying to give them. Like he was just like, it's just awesome. Like why would I not want to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck yeah. Like, and he, you know, again, it wasn't, it was, it was just like, I was like, huh, well, I'm missing, like I'm really missing out on something. Like that's the thing that I feel like really got me. It was like, huh, like I'm missing out on something and what's in my way is uh, fear. Mm-hmm. So that's usually a recipe for I should do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see what it is. At least yeah. just, so maybe I, I, I could say, well, listen, I'm not missing out on ayahuasca anymore even though it's not my jam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. So now I'm curious. So, okay, we heard about your first experiences and it was kind of more like her choice. Now you figured out that, hey, this is something I kind of enjoy and like, and then you've been having other partners. So for all our listeners and men here that are wondering, how the heck do I tell my girlfriend or my wife, my partner, like, that I want to try anal? How should they go around to ask for that? They could, they could send in the article. I think that's kind of a fun way to do it. I mean, I, <laughs> I, you know... Um, Print it out, leave a copy on their uh, <laughs> on their dresser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that is a. I mean, that's such a great question that I'm sure you guys have talked about many times, which is, is how do you talk about sex, or how do you go and talk about sex further than you've already talked with your partners, right? And um, we want your point of view. Yeah. So, like, how do I do that? Um, I mean, it's hard as <laughs> with people that like just that's just what we do. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I remember last time I had to like fight resistance with this. Um, you know, t- I I like I, I like really trying to understand what's in it for them. Mm. You know, so I think the that's why if you like somebody, let's say they read that article and they oh like being a better lover, like understanding what's like to be penetrated. Like, hey, honey, uh, I was reading this article the other day about uh, prostate stuff and. This guy made this really interesting point that, like, when men get penetrated by women, uh, they understand what it's like to be penetrated and makes them a better lover. Like, 
what do you think about that? Not proposing it, just like, what do you think about that? And she's like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's great. Or she's like, that's super weird. I bet you'd be gay, or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, but you can kind of gauge it, right? Yeah. But but bring it up in terms of what she might want, you know? I think that's like the that's the great way to do it. Um, and then and then see how open people are. But I think just understanding other people's values and, and trying to place it in terms of that is great. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I was thinking too, as a woman, like, I think it would be hard if the guy just goes like, hey, I've always wanted to try anal and I want to do that with you. Are you game? Just sure. make sure if you say that to a woman, she understands that you're actually asking for yes. anal right. and, 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 and not saying that you want to give her <laughs> anal. Yeah, because then you're not going to get the same answer. Good, clear communication. We actually have several episodes on the Love Life podcast about how to communicate effectively. So <laughs> I mean, I do think it's, I think it, it, it's worth, it's worth saying that, I mean, you, you, we know each other through a very sex positive community. It's totally normal to talk about this stuff. Like we, we, it's 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 almost hard to imagine for us sometimes. But the truth is, there are a lot of men out there who will bring up something like that to a woman, and she will be afraid that he will turn gay, mm. or she will be afraid that he actually is gay and that mm. she didn't know, and she will get very defensive and yeah. not be a good communicator and turn into a, a you know a. a weird person in terms like she'll she'll really like that's a thing mm -hmm. you know uh whether it's man exp like saying exploring bisexuality or whatever like anything that might threaten her security uh, would act and, and again it's the correlation between those is is not what people think it is but at the same time like him wanting to explore sexually on some level in somebody's in our lizard brains sometimes triggers that like well, what else does he want to explore? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I not enough? Uh, what blah blah blah? I mean, mm -hmm. so so it's a real thing. Like, and I think guys do, will meet resistance sometimes. Uh, I still think it's worth it to talk about, you know. Mm -hmm. But like, it's it's just good to mention that I think like sometimes uh, you know sometimes partners can be hard to talk to. And, That's yeah. true. And, and so they I'm, have reasons. So know? I like what you said. Like just saying like, hey, read the article or share that and open and when you a dialogue. Think about this, you yeah. know, like other people are doing it, not us. Like, oh my god, like these this couple, like Kevin and Celine, they have this podcast where they talk about sex and like and like they seem kind of weird, but they make a good point in this thing. You should listen to this episode, you know. Um, and just see how they react, you know, and that, and uh, you can always kind of like backpedal if they're like, if she was like, you know, if you're like, like, well, I would never in a million years do that. <laughs> then you could be like, cool, all yeah. right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all good. I just yeah. was curious, and, and then maybe start with something a little lighter, or I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's you know, you do have to work with people. And it's not the end of the world if she says no, by the way, because you can still do it yourself with a prostate massager. Right? So make sure you listen to our prostate uh, episode because we talk more about how to do it on yourself yes. as well and with your partner. So there's still hope. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, we're, we're running out of time and we, we prepared way more questions than we actually yeah. have time for but there are there are two more that I'd really love to squeeze in if we can mm. and yeah. <clears throat> the next squeeze one is <laughs> what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you during anal play? Uh, so it wasn't my play <laughs> this is this is really gross uh, <laughs> yeah give it to us come this on is, this is uh, I was at a play I was at a sex party and our friend was receiving anal sex, a man, from some women. And oh, this is so gross, honestly. Um, and there was a bunch of food around. There was like chocolate in the area. You kind of know where I'm going with this, maybe. <laughs> um, and there was just, at some point, like there was, I was eating chocolate and there was like, it was like on the rug. And then 
there was like no. I, I just like I grabbed for something that I there was like a speck of something that looked like chocolate and I realized I put it on my finger and I didn't put it in my mouth but I just like I, like, I put it near my face and I was like oh that is not chocolate <laughs> that is not chocolate <laughs> and I told it was our friend Reed and I told him later and it was funny and we laughed about it uh, a lot and but that was really gross and uh, and there's also you know the, to pair that I mean I think when anal sex is not as messy as people think. That's also another thing that you probably discussed, <laughs> well, right? It's like you don't. It's not. You don't have like a poop fat. You know, it's not like that's. Yeah, it's it's not it, your poop doesn't it, like hang out in the no. entrance. It's not the way it works. It hangs out in your intestines. And, yeah. and if you have normal bowel movements every right. day and stuff, and you have a, a diet with fiber, things come out, and yeah. this shouldn't be anything. So you should just listen yeah. to your body. That, yeah. that question was inspired by a series that Selena and I have watched called "Ask a Porn Star." Yes. And, oh, yeah, and when they, they when they ask answers. porn stars like like what's the craziest thing that's ever like ninety percent of the answers have to do with sex gone wrong. Oh, really? That's <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I figured, you know, there's probably, if you do it enough, there's probably one or two good stories in there somewhere. And that one was awesome. <laughs> At least you didn't eat it. <laughs> At least I didn't eat it, yes. Okay. So since we're running out of time here, um, the last question I want to ask is, what is your best advice for straight guys who are considering maybe wanting to explore with some sort of anal play? Yeah, to, to try yourself first. I mean, there, mm. I, I'm such a believer in a more robust masturbation practice for men. Uh, it's, and again, it's something that if a guy's been paying attention to the world of sexuality, he's probably seen women do more in this way, and he's seen the benefits of that, right? He's seen women get together in sister circles, and he's seen them self-love practices, and them going, and then, and they get, oh, I can do this pleasure on my own, and this is great, like, that's that's really common in when in the world of women in our world, of course, not in the who knows in the greater world, but like, you know, mindful masturbation for men is still just something that like no one talks about, and so, you know, yeah, like exploring your prostate is great. Any sort of deeper masturbation practice for men is great, but. Uh, you know, you can explore when you're in the shower. I don't know, just like lay down in a tub and like poke around. It's it, you're not going to traumatize yourself. Like really, like that's the thing. Like when you're on your own, no one has to fucking know. You know, and you don't have to tell anybody ever. You can just do whatever you want and know that it's not going to feel like amazing at first. Probably mm -hmm. it might, who knows, right? Like it's just but like explore your body. I mean, think about it. Like that's like there are parts of your body you haven't touched. Like that's mm -hmm. your fucking body. Like I mm -hmm. I kind of think, you know, we should know what's going on. We should like do our best to like explore this vessel, you mm -hmm. know? And so, uh, you know, go for that in the privacy of your shower, lock the door if you need to, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also tools like you guys talked about, definitely encourage people because there's a lot to say on this. And really like if you guys did another episode on that, like that's great, like do it. Um, there are tools that uh, that are made just for prostate play. You can go to your mm -hmm. local adult store and say, the hey. The Narrows. Narrows are great. Mm -hmm. like you go to your local store and say, hey, uh, I'm looking to explore prostate play. What do you have? They'll show you some stuff. Or order anonymously online. Or order anonymously <laughs> online. Right? Exactly. Whatever. If you're afraid to uh, go to the local sex store. Go to like the lovelab.com, like, you know, <laughs> slash, like, slash like, you know, goods or something. Um, but yeah, like that's, um, you, can, you can totally do that. Mm -hmm. And, and understand too that like the it's not just about the size of what you're putting in your 
but it's like the the squishiness too. You know, if you like something hard, it, even if it's small, might feel mm-hmm. tough. Something soft, even if it's big, might be easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, just explore it as much as you want on your own. Um, and yeah, like that's that's a great way to do it. And then when you feel comfortable, you know, bring it up to your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go straight into like pegging with a huge no. dildo. <laughs> you know, they, baby steps. They make small dildos. Mm-hmm. It, know that it's oh, like I think also guys get caught up in like, okay, well if I'm gonna do this, I have to like. It's like the manly way to do it is like I'm gonna really get fucked and get a big dildo. And it's like no, like no. like she like the, your partner if she's a woman and you've been having straight heteronormative sex for a while like she's going to have to exercise a lot more patience than she's used to <laughs> and that's okay if she's down mm-hmm. you know but like understand that that also gives you experience of what it's like to have needs and have to talk about them mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful experience too because most men don't have a lot of needs around sex their just need is to like let's do this soon <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. like and so for you know for a man to have to say Actually, I, you know what? I really need. I I would just, can you just hold there? Don't even move for like just a minute. That would be great. Or to be like, you know, actually the, the temperature is like kind of cold. Can you turn the heat up? Can you put a blanket on me? Can you hug me? Can you tell me you love me before you do this? Like all that stuff might come out, and like that working through the resistance to whatever programming you have around that whether it's not manly or whether blah 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 like working through that stuff is that see that's what i'm really interested in like mm-hmm. i really the pleasure is great sure people should do it because that like it's that stuff like why wouldn't like that's the real juice for me mm-hmm. it's about like it's about really like exploring yourself and going into those places that you fear to actually get the gifts mm-hmm. mm, so well said mm-hmm. if you want to um get more into mindful masturbation and all of that, check out our online courses, powerandmastery.com, because we teach all of that. And then um, if you are inspired by Dave's talks and want to learn more about his work, where can people find you, Dave? Uh, I write a lot of essays at a website called Buddhism, mm-hmm. B-O-O-D-A-I-S-M.com. And, and that's they can reach the best me there, and, and there's lots of... Uh, yeah, lots of topics. I write a lot about relationships and sex, but there's all sorts of different things. So check it out. It will be in the show notes. Uh, David's been delightful. Thank you for being our guest today. My pleasure. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this week, and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>